Welcome to the Visegrad Insight Podcast from Central Europe on Central Europe. This edition is part of our special series dedicated to the New Europe 100 network. The network run by Respublika and Visegrad Insight is part of a joint effort started together with Google, Financial Times and the Visegrad Fund some six years ago and that brings together and promotes the success stories and people from the region, um, the, the people of success of the digital age who, because of their global impact, groundbreaking expertise, unique skills, social outreach, um, are, are making this region have a, a different name, the new Europe. We thank the International Visegrad Fund for supporting us and we're inviting you to listen to a series of 10 podcasts on our platform devoted to the New Europe 100 Forum we have been organizing throughout October and November with speakers from the New Europe 100 network. Education. Future is here. A discussion between Anna Gromczewska, Krzysztof Kozłowski and Tomasz Kasprowicz. Now we'll be starting with uh, uh, Ms. Anna Gromczewska from uh, Children University and we'll be discussing whether the future is now or the future is in the future or actually in the past. But then the question is, are we ready for the future? Um, and I'm not talking about <laughs> some narrow elites, but the, in general system of education, is it ready for the future or will it be in the in the foreseeable future? I think it's it's a big challenge for educational system. Uh, I mean, the simple answer is we are not ready. We were definitely not ready last March. What happened between March and now, it's probably, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's in some areas, I think we are wiser. Um, but I think um, the, the future is uh, it's now, or what is the future? Are we ready for the future? We had this uh, connotation, we had this conclusion that thought uh, many, many months ago already, before the pandemic, what shall we change in educational system? What competences and skills shall we teach? How shall we change the paradigm of, of education? Uh, it was relevant before the pandemia. So, so I, I would start with this um, uh, statement. Uh, then I would see that the, you know, the, the, the pandemia and what we, uh, where we are now, um, to, to ask ourselves with asking, uh, um, how can we use the pandemia to to go into the right direction, right? Uh, so see not only the threats, but also the opportunities which uh, pandemia um, brought to us. Of course, uh, I can take from it, talk from my own experience uh, of being a, a lecturer on one side and being a parent on the other side, that the whole experience is quite dreadful uh, so far. Um, uh, uh, teaching to a bunch of uh, uh, blank uh, monitors in the Zoom where there is a creeping feeling that there is nobody on the other side, uh, possibly, uh, or, or figuring out after 20 minutes of lecture that I forgot to unmute the, 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 the microphone that's on one side and then uh, being afraid how my child is losing months of education, basically, because whatever they're doing, they are doing in a, a surely limited level. And um, uh, so, so there is a chance for progress, uh, maybe, uh, but there are very real uh, losses uh, right now. Uh, are we really much better prepared right now for, for what's going on for uh, half of the schools being closed right now? And is it going to be better than March or just we are trying to pretend 
that you are teaching and learning for the next couple of months, counting on everything going back to normal, whatever that means? Well, uh, we are still not prepared, obviously, uh, but at least we had a chance to ask uh, ourselves a couple of questions, right? So if, if we have uh, 30 minutes lessons, of, if we have less than this, what shall we actually, how shall we spend our time uh, with kids, right? It's important to, to, to set the priorities. I mean, probably for all the levels of education. And for sure now, we at least know that, uh, that it's not about uh, technique, no, technology. It's not about uh, access to uh, computers and uh, um, uh, internet only, right? All, all the topics, all the uh, discussions about um, digital exclusions or digital uh, competences uh, um, switch very, very quickly to uh, to the broader uh, theme of education. So the the fact that we had to w go online uh, or to, into remote learning brought us to, closer to to key issues. You know how 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 do we teach? Uh, what do we teach? Uh, uh, are we still in the 19th century education? Or you know is the kid important? Is the student in the center in the process? This kind of questions. So it's not. Only only about the technological and digital skills. Uh, it, it's much, much broader issue. And in, in this respect, I think that we really have a chance, thanks to pandemia, to tackle important uh, questions about the paradigm of education. Because uh, from, from what I see is that, uh, well, um, we and our children right now also are basically rooted in the same system that was developed in Prussia 19th century uh, and and still uh, the ideas that are 100 years old already like Montessori schools or or Waldorfian schools are completely new thing that is basically uh, considered very revolutionary despite being a century old and probably not fitted for what we have right now so is there a chance to leapfrog from from what we have being very very old in one sense to to something very modern and and how to it is certainly possible within one school or or couple of schools well, what about uh, thousands of teachers that were schooled in, in the in in the way they are teaching right now are they able to adapt or how can we roll out this whole change if, if at all possible? Two systems of education uh, in Poland right now. There are schools stuck to the Prussian system, focused on transferring education only, not focusing on skills, etc. But there are also many uh, um, organizations like my own. There's a lot of movements, both uh, among teachers and also among NGOs to, uh, to uh, cater um, really new ways of education uh, to, to teachers. And right now with remote learning, they are more keen of uh, using it. And uh, we note a, a huge increase of interest in, um, uh, in, in the way we suggest uh, to, uh, to, um, to work with kids, right? So to fulfill the uh, educational standard, but not focus on them, right? Broader them, really focus what's important. Professor Krzysztof Kozłowski from uh, SGH uh, and uh, that will be a great supplement to what we heard before. Actually, we are missing the middle because we heard a lot about what's going on in, in the primary school. Now we'll probably hear um, uh, how the 
academia is coping with this uh, uh, problem, with the future that came very suddenly recently. And as I as I've mentioned before, uh, this uh, this uh, experience is um, uh, unpleasant both for teachers and for students to be to be forced uh, uh, into remote uh, uh, learning and and uh, this connection between student and 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 the lecturer is basically to a large degree broken. And this is an important part of education, especially for the for the better universities. So. Um, let me repeat this question, but for the higher education, are we ready for the future and how are we uh, willing to make the future less painful than it is right now? From the perspective of academia, this is actually a very uh, challenging situation on one hand, but also interesting on the other, because actually we have been already experimenting with uh, other channels of reaching out to our students for other channels to connect with our students. Uh, I have to confess that as far as social media environment and online environment of the university, of the university's concerned, uh, this was already quite developed in case of Warsaw School of Economics. Uh, so our students were already fluent, obviously, as a young generation in using online connection to network, to connect, to establish uh, friendships, to establish backup for, for the classes. The problem was what happens if we move totally online. And from my own perspective, uh, from the practical perspective of, of both teaching online and managing transition to online as a vice rector for teaching and student affairs at Warsaw School of Economics, this was maybe a challenge at the very beginning when uh, suddenly everyone had to switch to new uh, new instruments and had to reorganize the ways we think about teaching to adapt it to online, to black screen with just names and surnames. This was a challenge. However, however, if uh, taking into consideration last several months, uh, this proved to not to be such a big challenge, as big challenge as we have been um, afraid of. In case of Warsaw School of Economics, uh, all the classes are online from the beginning of the semester uh, and since the beginning of the semester. And I have to confess that both the teachers, the academics, and the students, despite the fact that maybe networking is missing, as far as straightforward teaching is concerned, in these circumstances, some of them are even more inclined to follow such a way because of the uh, simple characteristic. They don't have to move from their home to the university. They don't have to move from the town to Warsaw, please remember 80% of our students are from outside of Warsaw. So up for now, this channel, this way of communicating, this way of teaching enjoys quite a big acceptance. Of course, the question is, uh, the question also concerns the deficiencies in terms of the quality of teaching. But if we take into consideration that uh, business schools or economic faculties or management schools actually have to adapt themselves to the reality when where everything happens through the omni-channel, 
So not just the offline, but more the, but online is more increasingly important. Actually, quite a lot of students treat this experience, treat this opportunity as an introduction to the world they will be living in in the future. So for now, this is not a problem. For now, actually, it helps us to make up for certain deficiencies that we actually experience already from the economic perspective, economic education perspective, in terms of missing the online. For now, the students and the academics treat it as an opportunity to develop online communication to learn more about online experience. But I have to say that I expect that within next semester or two, most of the students will be eager to back it up just like they wanted to back up offline with online. For now, it does not seem to be a problem and it's quite rational that we stay at home and learn or teach from home or from the office. But in the longer perspective, from economic education perspective experience, uh, we have to somehow look for a hybrid, uh, hybrid uh, solution. Well, th th there are a couple of things to education. The, the transfer of knowledge is one, and this can be done online to a degree. Of course, let's face it, there will be some deficiencies in that because the interaction is much more difficult than the questions asked by the students. If I may, so it's not difficult, it's different. And the issue is that the difference is important. If you emphasize the difference, then suddenly it becomes a different challenge. Uh, of course, on one hand, we may say it may be difficult. For example, for a teacher, but connecting online is different. For example, if I, me as a teacher, have to take into consideration that instead of just basing on oral communication and on non-verbal communication with the student, I have to add the chat as a third channel of communication. This is a different way of talking, connecting, and passing, passing the knowledge, passing the competencies, sharing the competencies with, with the students. But it's different, much more difficult. Actually, some of the younger teachers, academic teachers at university, actually enjoy that because they're already... Flexible. This is true, but what about the part of socializing? That's probably more important in the primary education, and that's clearly missing. Well, you may be inclined to think that it's a little bit less important for the students uh, that are already adults and they have already established certain social uh, social bonds, and of course they are missing on something. But now. Uh, Looking at, at what happened, we were basically hit with it at one moment. What might be the damages that current generations in the schools uh, will, be, will be suffering for this abrupt introduction of this, of this uh, uh, change? Well, as far as um, primary schools uh, are concerned, and also secondary schools, in my opinion, we are talking about well-being of these kids, right? We, we already now talk about uh, human-centered digital education. It's not only about technology. It's really about a person and a human in the center. How do we deal with remote education? What's important? Uh, do we really fulfill the program or do we really ca care about the kid? Uh, so if, if I was to name the one thing, I would say, you know, the, the kid first and his or her well-being and his emotions uh, and, and then focus on transferring or 
other way of acquiring knowledge and and you know doing the schooling for them. The most pressing challenge is how to develop networking only via online. That's why we are looking forward to re-establishing some sort of hybrid interaction. That's why at the university we are doing whatever we can to encourage students to connect, to uh, organize student projects, uh, events via online. But the problem is that to a large extent we will be dealing with the consequences of this uh, situation, not this year, not the next year, but when we shall be dealing with young people who have endured all these challenges in the high school or in the primary school and they will be coming to our uh, to our university and on one hand we'll have to tackle the quite high requirements that we put on our candidates with Accepting the reality that these people had certain hardships in life that are very difficult for us to address at the final level of education. Um, you have to understand that from the university perspective, we are quite often under pressure of expectations of students. We want the diploma to mean something uh, from the parents who quite often perceive the university from the perspective of their studies, while quite often do not fully comprehend that studies, higher education today is something different than it was 20, 30 years ago. From, in case, for example, of schools or school of economics business, we want you to train best people for us eventually, because we want to employ the best of the best. And in the end, we'll be dealing with kids who will be lacking certain social skills but because they did not have an opportunity to develop it and will be required to provide, please excuse me, I'm, this may sound very mechanistic, but a product for a labor market that will be accepted by this labor market. This might be highly unfair for these young people to deal with all the consequences of the situation because in the end, uh, the, pers the perspective of their well-being, just as Anna has mentioned, uh, will be pushed to the background while everyone will expect the results from us, from them, on, in, from the parents. Uh, this is the major problem that we don't yet know how to deal with because we'll have to evaluate, uh, we'll have to evaluate what we are actually dealing with when these people will be um, entering the school in the academia. But I have to confess that we already see certain problems with mm, social media and online revolution. Uh, if we consider that around 10 to 15% of students in Poland, on average, as far as higher education is concerned, is already dealing with some sort of psychological challenges and already requires some sort of psychological assistance, I'm afraid that after this period of pandemia, these numbers may double at least. And 
suddenly universities will be required not only to teach, not only to um, develop a certain uh, relationship that kind of polishes the diamonds, but also simply has to take care of the people who are sometimes more lost than, than, we, than we expect, who don't know what they want from their life exactly because they did not have an opportunity to ask themselves this question. Uh, they have simply followed the outline, pro the pattern provided for them by the primaries and, and secondary education, and suddenly they find themselves in a reality that expects them to do something, while they, this reality may not fit the individuality in, in terms that will make them or allow them to bloom. Because in the end, that's what we want, yes? Yeah? Probably one is um, uh, probably um, there is a chance <clears throat> or there is a good idea that the um, educational system will communicate with higher educational system. I mean, you know, very, very broadly speaking. Uh, secondly, you know, if the education on the on the lower level change, well, depends what sort of period uh, of time we're talking about. We, we're talking this year, next year. Um, maybe we're talking more than this. So in the long term, in, if the change is made on the first level, then, uh, you know, then the uh, graduate uh, which, which who enters university might see a chance to be different and to, 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 to deal better with the challenges. So maybe just to address the issue that Anna has addressed. For example, at Warsaw School of Economics, we are already reaching out to primary, into secondary schools. For example, we already have programs for... Second is for secondary schools, uh, given by our teachers, especially younger teachers. For, so we will be able to understand these people better before they enter the university. But the problem is, but in these very difficult times, it's very hard for us even to access to get connected on this lower level because simply these kids already have so much on their plate that it's hard for them to digest what they already get. And this disconnection that probably Anna meant when she was uh, talking about uh, the psychological consequences of uh, well-being, about well-being of, uh, of the students uh, of the primary and secondary schools, this, this is a challenge, yes, obviously, and uh, the problem from uh, economic from economic university perspective is that it's hard for us to get to understand this phenomenon before it reaches the university. You're listening to the Visegrad Insight Podcast Special New Europe 100 Edition. Follow us for more podcasts from this series where we talk to those who share courage for innovation and speak on big ideas. Check our New Europe 100 publication series at visegradinsight.eu. And follow our social media. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter and endorse us on your favorite podcast platform. I have one more question about the future now, not from the point of view of students, but more of a point of view of university. Uh, of course, studying online is much more convenient. As you said, I can be at home in my pajamas. Uh, I don't have to move from my uh, uh, home. It's definitely much cheaper. But uh, 
from your point of view as a university, the uh, Warsaw School of Economics is competing with uh, uh, other Polish economic schools mostly. Um, but now if you are talking about online education, you're basically competing with Harvard, Princeton, uh, Oxford, uh, London School of Economics. And if we look at the, for example, Shanghai list or something like this, it doesn't seem that this competition will be really, um, let's say, equal, to put it mildly. Um, aren't you afraid that uh, so far being competing on the local market and, and being separated from those other places to a degree via this social connections, because somebody is picking Polish school because you'll have students to interact with and network with. Um, and, and that's the value added that cannot be provided by online degree from Harvard. Now, basically, this is online degree versus online degree. Aren't uh, Polish school in general, or shouldn't they be afraid or being basically squeezed out of, of, of the market by top schools in um, the world? Basically? That's actually a very good question. But I have to add one thing. We were already competing with most of the Western universities because quite a lot of our alumni, uh, as soon as they get BA, uh, as soon as they get the bachelor degree, they move to Europe. So actually we were already experiencing this pressure. Of course, this is individual perspective from the Warsaw School of Economics. Uh, please remember that actually employability factor after Warsaw School of Economics is around 90, over 90%. At the moment, someone leaves school and is 100% within three to six months after leaving the university. So actually at the local level, at the regional level, uh, we have already found, it seems, we have found the way to establish a stable and sustainable position. The problem is that we were already actually competing at the MA level, at the master's level uh, with foreign universities, especially as we invest quite a lot into foreign languages uh, training, into German and English language especially. Uh, the deal is that online puts a lot of pressure on us in terms of delivering, organizing the education. And this is to a large extent, a new quality for, for Polish universities, where for quite a lot of, and now more general insight, for quite a lot of universities in Poland, it was pretty challenging to switch in a sustainable and coordinated way to online. In the case of Warsaw School of Economics, we're already prepared enough uh, to turn online within two weeks. It took us to turn everything we had from offline to online just within 10 working days. We were already anticipating these uh, issues. We were already anticipating this trend. As a vice rector for teaching and student affairs at Warsaw School of Economics, I'm not surprised. It just happens faster than I have expected. But we were already developing uh, ways to counter it. For example, we were taking first steps to connect with lower education, so we better understand who wants to join uh, our ranks before the university. And yes, we are looking around, we are looking at other examples in Europe uh, to stay on the same level. The question is, okay, if Warsaw School of Economics is to compete with Harvard, 
Okay, we risk losing, obviously, because of the established position. But if we take into consideration the European level, for example, um, it turns out that actually there are certain advantages that we may find for our potential students. We simply have to work on them from the managerial perspective, uh, not just from the traditional academia that emphasizes just teaching and educational experience. Uh, this will require far more business-oriented approach probably in the future, to, that, but that's just my opinion, than just emphasizing the quality of teaching. The problem is that these rankings that you have mentioned based not only on this, but also on other experiences that have to be provided for a modern student. And yes, here, most of Poland lags behind. I hope that my university not as much looking at our recruitment and our at our attractiveness. Uh, so for the last round, because so far we are discussing the uh, uh, future that basically hit us in on in the face, and we had to basically deal with it within a couple of moments. But now I would like to talk about uh, a few things that we actually still need to make our education better. Uh, and uh, what we are missing to make it actually the, 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 the education of the future? It's a very difficult question because um, as, you have, as you have mentioned, for example, we are competing in Shanghai rating in the international scene and quite often we forget that this is not just a competition between individual universities but also between uh, educational systems. If we want to advance, we have to start thinking not just from perspective of individual institutions, but from the perspective of developing talent and caring about talent for, since being six years old till being 65 years old. We introduce divisions. Okay, this is preschooling, this is primary school, this is secondary school, this is university. That's not the way people develop. If we are talking about persons, what suits a certain person best? Should we evaluate the effectiveness of educational system in terms of how many IT experts do we need? How many managers do we need? It's impossible if we take into consideration the labor markets change far more often than three years cycle of the education and actually almost 20 years cycle of education of average person. Maybe if we start thinking, okay, what can we do for a young person in 20 years to be fulfilled? We are trying to reach out to the youngest uh, to the youngest pupils. We are already organizing classes for the primary schools and for the parents. So we'll, we are trying to develop a certain community around Warsaw School of Economics in terms of developing a certain way, curriculum, for those who are interested in finishing up at our university and also by saying to some others, listen, this might not be the best choice for you. Don't think just about diploma, think about developing yourself. Maybe it's not about your kid getting a job. Maybe this is not the most important thing in terms of education. Maybe the most important thing in terms of education is for your kids to understand what job is and to understand how to create one from the very beginning. 
how to create an opportunity to think in a different way. The problem is that from the perspective of one university, whatever we do, it will always be too little. And if we don't adapt a similar approach in a more systemic way, if we still organize our thinking about education as moving from point A, one exam, to point B, another exam, and three, another exam, and so on and so forth, suddenly we find ourselves in reality when someone who's 40 years old wakes up and says, listen, what's my next exam? Because I don't have an idea for my life. As long as we shall not be working in a holistic way, there is no way we may creatively, proactively deal with such questions. I believe we should move out of this mode of thinking about education as a way to provide a certain competence, but rather as a way for life. As long as we shall not perceive education in terms of human development, human development, so long we will be lagging behind those who have already understood the difference between teaching and helping to develop. Thank you very much for this discussion. There is a lot of things that both NGOs and universities can do uh, uh, to make uh, our education system better and think about education as a way of life, not necessarily a, a way of completing certain diploma and 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 then trying to uh, finish it. Uh, there is a lot to do. Uh, let's hope that we can use these uh, epidemics to forward some uh, some ideas and uh, mitigate the problems uh, that actually are arising. We can clearly see them. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this special edition of the Visegrad Insight podcast on the New Europe 100 Forum, co-funded by the International Visegrad Fund.